I want to live a simple, inexpensive life so I can read and write and think to my heart's content. These are words I wrote in my journal about a year ago. And I just want to thank you for tuning in to A Beautiful Gray Sponge. Whether this is your first time or return time, I'm grateful you're curious. Beautiful Gray Sponge is about the magnificent characters whose stories shape us somehow, the ways in which we're inspired or influenced by them. And I chose this theme for a reason. When people say, you have a podcast? I get excited to tell them about it. So I thought I'd share a bit about myself on this episode and why I started Beautiful Gray Sponge. If you didn't already know, I love to research. Ever since my first research assignment in third grade about opossums. And over 20 years ago, I chose to pursue a degree as a school librarian. One, because I love to be surrounded by information. And two, I love to be around other eager minds. Kids tend to be naturally curious and excited to learn about things without preconceived notions or judgment. And that's something I never lost. With an insatiable love for learning, reading, witnessing, listening, all the ways we can be open to the world around us, I love to play with this malleability. Then life took me in a different direction, and I found myself cleaning houses for nearly 20 years, in and out of other employed positions, but always returning to soap and sponge for one reason or another. The labor of cleaning afforded me the freedom to endlessly listen to podcasts and audiobooks. And honestly, I don't think I'll ever fully quit because it's just such a fulfilling exertion of energy. It suits me. But now I'm also pursuing an advanced degree in communication studies. Why not get a fancy piece of paper to go along with all my learning? I decided to venture into what I love to do, share what I'm learning. Naturally, beautiful gray sponge was the perfect play on words to merge my insatiable desire to acquire information and transfer it to knowledge, all while cleaning and nurturing inviting spaces. Hence, beautiful gray sponge. Sometimes beginning a project can be daunting, like staring at a blank canvas. I'm overwhelmed with possibility and excitement, but also the fear that it won't be good enough. I know I'm lying to myself because if I'm waiting for perfection, I'll never begin. I have a responsibility to adequately detail another's story, peoples of the past, using secondary sources. And I wanna do justice in a way that might spark another's curiosity foster connection and reflection, and illuminate beyond what ideas or assumptions another might have. Each time, I'm surprised to see the final completion and everything that went into it with so much passion. Absolute perfection? No. But sincerest intention? Yes. So far, I've chosen to focus on figures who've passed. And I came across a term recently in my studies that befits the purpose of Beautiful Gray Sponge. Eudaimonia. Eudaimonia, a word for human essence, the essence of who somebody is that comes into being only when life departs. 
leaving behind only a story. I want to tell that story, or at least a version of it. What I love about the variety of personalities I choose to introduce on each episode is the complexity of them. I never intend to sanctify or glorify another human, but I do fall in love with each one. Fancies, flaws and all, quirks and qualities, all of it really. I don't have a reductive approach to identity. I believe we're all fragmented. Like Abraham Maslow once said, there are no perfect human beings. Persons can be found who are good, very good indeed, in fact, great. There do in fact exist creators, seers, sages, saints, shakers, and movers, even if they are uncommon and do not come by the dozen. And yet these very same people can at times be boring, irritating, petulant, selfish, angry, or depressed. To avoid disillusionment with human nature, we must first give up our illusions about it. And another way to put things in perspective, as I consider our humanness, I remember this quote by Ernest Becker. For every individual, the whole complex business of living, this whole fascinating, agonizing, thrilling, boring, reassuring, and frightening business, with all its moments of simple peace and complex turmoil, will someday, inescapably, end. The aim of life is to live it intensely, to be fully born, to be fully awake, to emerge from the ideas of infantile grandiosity into the conviction of one's real though limited strength, to be able to accept the paradox that every one of us is the most important thing there is in the universe, and at the same time not more important than a fly or a blade of grass, to be able to love life and yet to accept death without terror, to tolerate uncertainty about the most important questions with which life confronts us, and yet to have faith in our thought and feeling in as much as they are truly ours, to be able to be alone and at the same time one with a loved person, with every brother on this earth, with all that is alive, to follow the voice of our conscience, the voice that calls us to ourselves, yet not to indulge in self-hate when the voice of conscience was not loud enough to be heard and followed. The mentally healthy person is the person who lives by love, reason, and faith, who respects life, his own, and that of his fellow man. People inspire me and frustrate me, lift me up and disappoint me. I embrace the topsy-turvy. This is my way of balancing my preference of solitude with my joy for connection. Like Jim Rohn once said, let's face it, people and events are going to continue to both hurt and disappoint you. Among the people will be those you most love, as well as those you least know. Seldom is it their intent to purposely hurt you, but rather a variety of situations mostly beyond your control will cause them to act, speak, or think in ways which can have an adverse effect upon you, your present feelings and emotions, and the way your life upholds. It's been this way through 6,000 years of recorded history. And your grief or hurt is not the first time a human has been deeply hurt by the inappropriate actions of another. The only way to avoid being touched by life, the good as well as the bad, is to withdraw from society. And even then, you will disappoint yourself. And your imagining about what is going on out there will haunt you and hurt you. 
Knowing this, there is but one solution that will support you when people and events hurt you. And that is to learn to work harder on your personal growth than anything else. Since you cannot control the weather or the traffic or the one you love or your neighbors or your boss, then you must learn to control you, the one whose response to the difficulties of life really counts. I think personal growth, ironically, is achieved through an ability to learn from others. This collective growth is some kind of bundle of thoughts, how we're all connected. Not only asking, how are you like me? But also, what's it like to be you? With Beautiful Gray Sponge, maybe by learning about others and their stories, we can grow personally and collectively. I'll always refrain from commercial advertising but I'll still genuinely self-promote by inviting those who can support me financially to make a donation through beautifulgraysponge.com or simply spread the love and share my podcast with others. I want each episode to be informative and entertaining. The time, energy, and attention it takes to research, write, record, and produce each episode is my joy. And I'm lucky I get to do something like this. Receiving listeners' support through their time, energy, and attention is a privilege, and I'll always be grateful. So, that's it. A bit about me, the person behind Beautiful Gray Sponge. Just another human being. Again, and as always, thank you for listening.